it's another day here at the Comeback Team Studios. This is your host, Beck Lover, and I have some of my good friends here today again. I have Amy Granberg. Hi. <laughs> and I have Samantha Langelo. Hi, guys. And today we're going to talk about her extraordinary survival. She went through a lot of hard things in her life, a lot of difficulties with abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse. And we're going to learn from somebody who's been through a lot of people's worst nightmares out there. Mm -hmm. She's not alone. There's millions and millions of people who have dealt with these issues. And she is pretty much an expert in this field, both as a victim and now as an advocate for those who may not have a voice. And I'm honored to bring her back onto the show and talk about things that are not comfortable to talk about. But this is what we do here. We come back together. So Amy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me and brave enough to talk about this openly, like candidly, it's not easy. Not easy to ask me questions and be uncomfortable. It's not a subject I'm sure you wanted to, you know. It's not it's easy. It's not fun. It's never easy. But before we go down that path, mm -hmm. I had you on the show with Sam. We had some fun. That was a great episode. We kind of mildly talked about mm -hmm. some of these things. Yes. We didn't get into it. Glazed uh, over. Yeah. We said, you know what? Let, we need to follow up on that. Like that was, this is something that deserves to be spoken about on its own. This subject, which affects women, men, children, everyone of all walks of life all over the world. And it happens every, right now it's happening as we speak. Somewhere on this earth, it's happening to somebody. Yeah. So people like you that come forward are, to me, some of the most inspirational people. Very brave. And your work, collectively, all of you that come forward like this may and not may, does help other people come forward and find the strength and courage to fight and take back their lives. Yeah. And to get out of that situation when it's safe, God willing. I had Eric Baum on here. He's the, you know, Bergen County, very famous county in, in America. He was on the show. He's responsible for putting over a thousand of these types of criminals in jail. It was a good show. And uh, for those of you that want to follow up with this episode, please uh, look for the episode uh, in the playlist, Eric Baum, a sex crimes expert. And now it's, you know, for me, that wasn't so difficult because I wasn't talking directly to somebody who had been through it. Mm -hmm. So it is a little hard to talk about. And um, so uh, I'd like to thank you for being brave and uh, giving me a chance to grow uh, on my platform and my show. I'm honored. Thank you. So Amy, where does life start for you? In this world, like where were you born? I was born on Staten Island. I was born in a little like a suburban neighborhood, cute idea, like across the street from a park, little house, you know, a dog, three siblings, mom, dad, she was a stay at home mom. And my father was a police officer. Both were really handsome. My father was really handsome. My mother was beautiful. It was like, yeah, like I went to a little small, tiny Catholic school. I think I had 12 or 14 kids in my class. So on the outside, we looked perfect. Yeah. On the outside, you're talking about suburbia for new york yes and we were super groomed too like i had like house was really clean we were always pristine like little perfect dresses we were not like you would like decked little ankle socks perfect little hair ribbons and bows every day father was in law enforcement yes mother was stay-at-home mom stay-at-home mom housemaker mm -hmm. it's not an easy job at all watching kids but mm -hmm. uh siblings yes i have a younger sister and an older brother so you're the middle child Yes. And I do speak openly about my brother as my abuser, but my sister, that's her story to tell, but she was also abused that I can go far and, you know, similar abuses, but that, you know, in the depth of her story, she can share that, but I have totally open sharing mine with my brother, my abusers in every way. Yes. Before we go down mm -hmm. this road and we're sure. going to get into it. Sorry, already gets me yeah, heated up. <laughs> of course it does. Listen, you know, anyone that's been through trauma, I mean, uh, I, I speak in groups all the time, things that have happened to me. 20 years later, you know, not every time, but mm -hmm. just talking about it, boom, those tears will come back. Well, the anger is just always going to come back because it just still keeps happening. There's no like, oh, you put a cap on it. Like, and I do want to talk about that with speaking out. I, I don't ever want to be, um, cause other survivors are going to be sitting there raging, hearing this. It's not some, um, this isn't some noble cause it is now. 
but it was not when I started. I was just absolutely raging mm-hmm. of just anger and so appalled at our judicial system. This was horrible shame. I didn't want any of this shit to be told. Like I, I had to, when you go to, when you go to a DA and they say, you know, we do not prosecute incest. We do not care. Like when you just keep going and seeing the laws, when you see you get raped again, the child, your child is a child. You're, you're victimized once when you get victimized. And then when you come forward for justice, you're victimized again. Then when you come forward in a society, we're victimized again. My, how do I say it? The price I pay, and we're going to talk about this. I know it's going to spin into something else later, but of, for authenticity is everything. Yeah. You want to, we want to know what I lost coming out as a speaker, everything. I have barely my mom left and that took years to cultivate some kind of understanding at a point. Everyone gone, friends, family, cousins gone. And I, and for me to not say that would be a lie because I speak out in, I don't speak out in Manhattan, in France. I speak out on Staten Island where my father was the director of the little league there, where he is now was just a federal marshal. So when I'm standing there looking at the DA, he's looking at Tom's daughter, who he knows. In the oh, last, we had a human trafficking rally for for a victim mm-hmm. on, and this is another thing: the awareness of what trafficking looks like for a middle class or upper class white girl. It isn't like they think in the get DA. into the white van, yes, or they're like, it's come to my big parlors. beautiful home, and I'm going to record you without your knowledge, and then I'm going to blackmail you with that knowledge to continue to make you can perform these acts and over we, and over again. And we go to private Catholic schools like Monsignor Farrell on Staten Island and it gets buried in the back in like subsection and Staten Island admin. So all these things just get me so triggered again and so angry when they keep coming forward with stories. Then I go to their parents with their stories and they just met with these absurd denials of like, well, don't tell anyone or the shame or no one comes forward. These are all cops, judges, firemen, People just don't understand it's in our back door. That's another reason I'm coming forward. Have you ever spoken publicly about this? What you're telling us today on the show? Probably maybe over 60 times. So you've done it 60 times already. Well, and if you count my workshops, that would be more because I did set that up with C. I I used to do survivor private workshops where where they're not filmed because it was all um, super private PTSD raid shops. And that was my... That's when I really knew my calling and to come out as a full bitch for sure. Like, cause I, I tried all these, how do I say it when you're a survivor, like all these Pollyanna classes, you know what I mean? Like let's heal and, and be spiritual and like, you know, rub oil. Like, mm-hmm. It wasn't enough. And I had this one class where I said, cause I'm not an, like I wasn't a, I'm not a licensed professional. I'm not a PhD. So I was able to teach my classes as a survivor. So I had a lot more freedom. So I had a class called rage. We didn't, there was no counseling or anything. You just got to get up there and just scream and curse and talk about it in detail how, what happened to you. And nobody lets you talk like that. They just don't. They shut you up. The cops don't want to hear it. You're hysterical. You said it's disgustingly ugly. Horrible things are said specific details that nobody wants to hear. So they were able to rage and scream and cry and yell at each other. And it was one of my most successful classes. And I understood the collective anger and every girl who came forward, even the private ones that we're talking about always come at me with such rage. The men too, rage. I call them the Ray Donovan syndrome where they're just so fucking angry. So nobody wants to talk to these people. We look like loons and it's just so easy for our predator fathers, uncles, cousins, basketball coaches to push it off to push it off it's so much shame it's so much ick and it's for me to tell a survivor that coming forward is not going to damage you just understand just like even my show now you will lose everyone you have for authenticity to get up and be like incest is very common to get up and say 90 percent of the time it's somebody you know Mm -hmm. nobody the real reason we do nothing about it and i'll say this through line over and over again in the show is because we don't want to lock up daddy Bob, cousin, and then everybody gets attached to the shame. I'll give you an example. Somebody that you know, it's one in 14, molests a child or would if they had the opportunity. So somebody in your group somewhere either did or would, if the opportunity was there, molest a child. So you need to understand and prepare yourself for that day. God forbid, if it ever comes where your kid gives you those little clues, it's going to be something like, I feel weird around John. I don't want to go to Bob's house to play there Mm -hmm. or I don't like aunt Mary. She's weird. That's what it's going to sound like. And then you have to listen to that or it's going to go so simply as another case where the brother-in-law was abusing the little one, taking her out for ice cream every other Sunday. 
And then she didn't want to go anymore. And then the mother kept making her stop being rude. It's so rude. That's a weird behavior for a single 20 something year old guy to want to watch your kid on a Sunday. So it's like, so you, it's not, I don't want to watch no fucking kids. No, but it's your cousin. Right. Do you want to do that? I, I love my own children. Right. And it's appropriate response. I'm just being real. Right. So don't you think that's odd if now here, here. They drive me fucking crazy. What if you're, what if, what if, his, what if his friend right here, your tech guy, he comes in and he's like, let me take your daughter let me for take ice your cream. Daughter. Let me take your daughter for, you know, little screaming. Why? Why? And that's, yeah. so that's what I'm trying to yeah. point out. But. No, I don't, I'm very. And like, that's how I don't just let my kids go any worse than you because I don't trust the world. Put it this way. My father and brother would abuse you right out in the open and you wouldn't know. Right at, right at Easter dinner. Right. Sit on my lap. Right there. Or my brother would like stab the dog with a knife real quick. You know what I mean? Like, like it was just so covert and then people don't see it. And then the little kid comes in, Mark's hitting the dog. He's hitting the dog. You know, and then it just like, everything's minimized. Minimized. You were sitting on your dad's lap all night. What happened? Why all of a sudden you're being mean? And then this is, this is all leads to how alpha bitches started to be born. Because my speeches, I always worked for beauty fields with Sam, where everything was fluff. Sam knows everything was selling a product. So everything was just surface. So I only used my speaking for that, to sell things from, from working in clubs to this, from whatever. <laughs> That's what we do. QVC even wanted like everything yeah. for the product. So when this started happening, I started such rage speeching, like so angry. And then I, when I lobbied, I, why I guess I got, I don't know if it was a claim to fame, but why I stood out differently is because nobody would speak. Anybody oh. who was in my level, like, um, like, white girl, upper middle, middle class. They were so shamed. They don't come forward. So the, the ZA and I always just seal, and I'm going to call it out. We towed out for these events. Like, I don't know, people in poor neighborhoods, people like under the, so when I came in, like, who the hell's this chick that's going to actually talk about abuse. It wasn't like the token DA girl, like, please come and speak. She's homeless. Now it was like, I was speaking, like I was like penetrating the club. It's like someone coming forward in that upper echelon. And then I have to have these icky conversations with my friends, not my, these women on these levels and go to and say, your daughter's being molested. We've had friends. Mm -hmm. Your daughter is being molested. We have to have these conversations. So like you, you would and see the maddening. sign. You, and then we are, we are labeled bitches. <clears throat> Sam so, and you, I. so you would see the sign. No, they would tell us my daughter is being molested by her cousin or my daughter got molested, but some, I don't, well, I'm not going to the police. I'm not doing them. The laws don't matter anyway. And they would just minimalize. We've had people tell us like bizarre stuff. They, it was just her uncle once. It's only over the clothes. They start to justify. No. And one of the biggest it's reasons is Beck, they're afraid of the judgment. Number one, you're going to get judged for being a bad mom. They think mm -hmm. number two, if it's somebody in their family, they think somehow that's attached like we the have whole to, family name is ruined now. Correct. Mm -hmm. And it is in some nah, families. I think it's ruined the <laughs> other way. I think it's ruined if you do nothing about it. Yeah. In my opinion. It is. Let's That's only if everybody stands up and Let's does something about yes. it. So, Please. You keep so me, keep how, you know, because you kind of got into what you're doing now. Yes. Yes. And I kind of want to go the opposite. For but, sure. But it's okay. No, let's it's go a natural flow. There's no scripts here. I like it. So you're very active in that world and we're going to get back to that. So you're, you're the... Picture, picture, perfect family. Yeah, fake. How old are you when you start remember remembering abuse? And you don't have to get into details because that's not really, you know, it's hard for all of us. To well, be. well, well, I wait. Well, let me yeah. be clear. Though, like, you want me to talk about as I remember when I remembered it as an adult, or when when now as when I was a child? Like, how far how, I go how, back on my memory? Yeah, how far do you go back? I go back like before I could speak. Now I know, and it was a tub that I know, and I remember always being inquisitive. And when I could speak, I spoke very young first. And I was very quiet. I wonder why. And I always remember being like, I tell to Sam as like, just always from a baby, like just always. And I do remember two horrible things that was a memory. Thank God Sam's here with me. But like, I thought that that's the way men set children on their laps. I thought that they used their penises like a kickstand. So that's how young I was that I thought like, an erection was like how you hold a baby that it was supposed to be there. Yeah. So that, so that's how young, or, and then I do remember my father being angry because he like, I would question that was the difference in why I think I was always the fighter. You know what I mean? Like how it was different. Uh, Cause I would always question. I'm still always questioning. I'm like you, I'm like, I want to know everything. I want to dive into information. So I was really smart. So it was illogical to me. Like, why are you washing me there? So I would ask questions. So that was, I guess, turned him off. 
or whatever it was. So then those abuses started to switch into more like ignoring, um, excluding kind of like that, that book with the kid with it. Like mm. where it's like just treated like there's other ways to abuse a child. It's like, you're not. So I want people to know too, molesters want you to comply. No one's hurting. My father would say right now, if you had him right now, he would say, I love her. I love my daughters. I would never hurt a child. And he really sickly, not sickly, evilly believed it or justified his sexual gratification that he wasn't hurting them. He would even tell stories along the way. They pepper in abusers of like other horror stories of like comparing. Like there's people who rape children and there's people like, so any, you get it? Any minimalize, and he would like minimalize the abuse. It's affection. So when you're molested by People would literally, other parents who were involved with her and or her sister would literally see that there was something going on Mm -hmm. that had gone awry and send the cops to her house. Did you ever see the movie Virgin Suicides? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. Yes, I remember well, it was with it's that very blonde. similar to that where they're looking out the window, they're like, like waiting for somebody to come save them. Very similar. So it's very like you get- And they would be like at the window, like, oh my God, the cops are here. We're going to get saved. And, and then, then it never does. And we only got, and to tell you the truth, there was only one woman. Now this is going back very little, like five. Now we're like up to now. So, so what had happened was to go back like, so now I'm as a toddler years. And then I start questioning that I remember. And then I remember it stopping or that stopping or just something happening where just now it turned into like ignoring for hours, like having to play in my room alone for hours, punished from my sister exclusion. And then the humiliations, like you're not as pretty. You're always, I was always called like a juke. He would call it like a juke. I still am very super conscious about being ladylike because my father was not only that, he was a horrible misogynist. So women had very clear roles of serving. Cause remember he wasn't a pedophile, which we need to make clear here. My father is not a pedophile. He's a child molester. Most are not pedophiles. Yet another error. We have to stop saying pedophiles. They're child molesters. Pedophiles are very rare small little categories that they can only get stimulated by a child. These are men mostly (laughs) who literally just take advantage of what's there, especially if he's a narcissist and he believed anything in that home was his. My brother didn't, they abuse like friends. There was another girl. It was make do with the victim a hand, pretty little girl. Okay. I make do teenage girl. He'd make do with that too. Most are sexual deviants or gratify sex or see something beautiful. Young girls, young children are beautiful. What's more innocent? You know, you add all in there. So it was just more of entitlement. Were were your parents married the whole time? Yes. Still married? No, I would not be speaking to my mother. Obviously at this stage of a stance where I've gone literally to exclude my entire life that I'm not going to put up with anything like that. My mother took, my mother and I took years to get to where we are now. And it came from my mother only completely owning it. I am so sorry this happened to you. She was completely oblivious. My father purposely married a child bride, not meaning age-wise, she, meaning innocence. My mother was like naive, uneducated. She never knew? She knew it was just dysfunctional and toxic, and he was, but he was so slick. Talk about when they threw your brother out. My, oh, this is, that's how, it, that's how my, what my mother did know. Any time of my, when I would say something or I would tell my mother or my father, like anybody, or, or like I have bad dreams or someone's touching me or whatever, it would be blamed on the brother, which I think my father was like gearing up towards anyway. So then if I came forward, he would say, oh, it's the brother. Oh, it's your brother. Or what is he doing messing around with those girls? So he actually like create, not only victimized my brother into being a victimizer, then he used him as a scapegoat on top. So anytime, like if it was like someone was, I dreamed somebody was touching me. Mark, are you in those girls' rooms? So then when it finally came out, when it finally came out, when we were teenagers, when my, um, I guess going with my sister, but like when a friend's, a boyfriend's friend's mother, she, she confessed to somebody, then they called my mother. And then when she found out, but it was always on my brother. My father blames it all on my brother. The girls were young. It always goes with this. You don't remember. A ruse. And people always go that they think the children don't remember. I actually did remember. They kept telling me I didn't. They kept telling me you dreamed it. It makes you crazy. I swear to God. The yeah. craziness of it is worse than the abuse. I swear to you. Because it's just the abuse isn't like it wasn't physically hurting. It was just crazy making. Like, are you supposed to protect me or are you not? Like, it's when, when, how do I say it? What's my favorite line that I have? It's just too hard to convict him when predator creates their own victim. When you make them, you could do what you want with them. 
You really can. And my father felt full entitlement. So how, my brother was fully educated, so by how the way. Were we you, were not. Well, that was wasted on women. So how old were you when... <laughs> he when hated I was smart. You, did you... Was it once you were finally out of the house that you made uh, a move or like, no. how did things end? So I just mm. kept fighting after that. So after, so it's so now I got into like my five, six years old. And then I remember just, that was it. I was just like going to fight. I just was like, I was like, they hate me. They hate me anyway. And the, and they favored my sister because she was quiet. She was quiet and she did, you know, listen to them. And I wouldn't, so it was always, so then I got just one abuse, just switched for another. So I, so sexual abuse stopped. And then, it, then, then I went to, then it went to physical and mental abuse. Like just the constant, I don't think people understand this level of bullying that can happen with two misogynist. My brother's seven, eight years old, eight years older than me. So it's huge difference when you're like six, someone's eight years older than you and he's huge. So, so when you have two men misogynists, constant, hence alpha bitches again, constantly digging at you and criticizing every move you make. It's so insane. Like when you make the dishes, you're clumsy. Or you, if you grab the bottle, my father was very big on lady, like very like, you even wore dresses, like everything. Like if you picked this up like this, he would say it was rough and you look like a moose. Like everything was like, you walk heavy, sit nice. So we, so we would get very disciplined into like sitting in, in one spot forever. And then we went to Catholic school, which is awesome. So we were abused there. And then he has to sit there all day there at six like this. <laughs> so I got very still at sitting. Not anymore. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> so, I mean, this went on for a long time. And then I went to physical abuse. And then I was like 13 when it was really bad. Cause then I'm like getting bullied in school and then at home, it's just a really bad time. And then when I, I don't know what happened, something inside me said, like, you're going to have to go out in the world and make it better. So I, like I told you, like I, you got to get the hell out of here. No, I had like, stop being a geek. I had, like geek glasses. I was hiding in myself. That's why I was getting bullied. I wasn't being outgoing. So then I went, got into beauty culture. I changed my hair. I got like, I got my shit together. What got on the cheerleading team? Like I was like, I'm just going to have to make my own life. Like that's just the way it's going to have to go. So then once I went out in the world, I was received well. And they were telling me the opposite than what my house was. So I realized then I swear that I was like, this is them. My crazy house, not me. And I, so I was like, I made a decision that I was going to get out like the second I could. But did you have like a Lolita moment? Yeah. Cause I just wanted to get out and then I was just rebellion. Then I think that my, I call it my slut reclaiming my power phase probably started at 13 and that lasted to literally the day I got married. So, so when I, we're talking about, um, I'm, I abstain now I'm on the middle of separating and divorcing, but it took me. That from that thirteen-year-old year, yeah, to, to marriage. So you feel it was a way for you to like, try to like reclaim, tons of men try to reclaim just in was, your mind everything. So try to reclaim what what was taken from you. Yeah, and then I read this stupid book. Like that's how crazy I was. It was called Boxing Helena. Did you ever see that movie? Anyway, it's she was like a real badass. Like she was gonna go around break hearts and have like sixteen. Like she was a real seductress. Had her own apartment. She like traveled on her own. I was like, I'm gonna be her. I'm gonna like have all these clothes and go travel. And I did. I was on that path. I had like four boyfriends, and I was like really feeling it. And then you, the world, especially twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, going way back. Like was it thirty? Like going that it wasn't just wasn't allowed. It just, it's, it's still super dangerous now. You can't imagine no cell phones, like what it's like to be on your own. And then I was constantly victimized. It was like, I needed a man. It wasn't even an option. Like I had to have one. I'm feeling like that now sometimes like in our worlds, in a man's world, sometimes you need a man. Like I really at that time had no one when you don't have, and I need this to be known cause I'm really triggered tonight. Cause we have a couple of other incidents that when people's insensitivity, people don't understand when you're trapped in trauma situations, even in my situation right now, that when you, when you break free of these toxic, abusive things, you have no one left. There's nobody left. I don't have cousins houses to fucking go to. I don't have a, you know, I don't even have my, I can't even sue him civilly for God's sakes. You know what I mean? You get nothing. I used to joke with Sam all the time. I wish like, uh, I don't know. I was some Ivy league school where they rate me. At least I get friggin' some civil money. I get nothing. You're just on your own. So you have to break free at 16 fucking years old from abuse and just go later. Hence again, why I wanted to do a life school school or these classes. Where do these kids go in transition? So you're just, so here, here we are again. I use my brains and my looks and my every talent I could to survive. What about all the other girls? Yeah. Cause it's cause I was, I wasn't the only 16 year old working in those strip joints. You know what? There was a lot of other 16 year olds. I've seen some of them. 
He would, turned out so you, good. Would you say a lot of the a lot of the women that work yeah. work in those types of institutions have doesn't go well serious issues? Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's uh, uh, anything. How many of them do you think out of a hundred girls? Now, how, out of a hundred girls that work in a dancing club today, different days, different how many story. Do you think, now. How many do you think are just in it for the money? Now it's uh, I th honestly it's cha it's changing, which I'm super excited about because because of webcams. Because of like fans her, only. And fa oh yeah, she's on. She's owning her own body. She's owning her own content. And now they don't need to go to that strip point joint to make a dollar. So you are going to kiss her ass a little more. You're going to give her a benefits package. You're not going to fuck around with her day shifts and all the other things they did to us. Like we, were, I worked in a very fancy club, very like the fanciest one you could probably get. It just opened at the time, and it was still like that. You were robbed just as much, just in a nicer way. Like you had to pay to work there, basically. You had to pay the bouncer. You had to pay the makeup girl. You had to pay the DJ. Uh, the DJ, and then everybody was having sex with everybody too. That was a racket. <laughs> no mutual exchange there. <laughs> it was crazy. So yes, so it was, it was a lot different now. Had we had that option, and I could have stayed in the apartment, and I didn't have to leave, and I was only and I was single, owning my sexuality, looking like looking great at twenty. You know what I mean? Like that's, but now it's not a, so I, so I, part of me doing erotic art on Patreon, part of me doing all of that is another way to say you make your own definition. There's nothing going to make a young girl right now, a thousand dollars a week or something like that cash. That's not going to objectify her. If you think it's true. No, it's I, not. I agree. I think women we're, we're going to experience 20 year olds with no education. What is uh, she doing? I think women are, are extremely objectified and we claim <laughs> in this country that we're so progressive and this and that, but Meanwhile, I feel like women are forced to take roles of getting butt naked to sell a chocolate bar. Hello. <laughs> you know, you got that commercial. I'm not knocking Paris Hilton, but the one where she's eating the cheeseburger. She's yes. all, like, so to me, that you would classify as objectifying, no? Yes, because when you're anything with we've already talked about this so much. Yeah, anything with, with, big food, thing with food, with food or, or making me an object like I'm the car or like or I don't you don't see me objectifying. Like I said, if you have like if you have like a. Some like something hanging off my boob just and there's nothing there. That's why my art is a pun on all of that. I say, fuck you back. I objectify myself. I use it for me. I tell all the all the time. It would be absurd for me to not use my image for myself when I've sold it for everybody under the sun before. So it's a different. If you keep it as Amy Alphabitch, then it's not objectifying. If you don't want anything to do with what I'm saying, then you're objectifying me. And that's the difference. How, it's funny how sensitive so you her. go through this whole vicious cycle because everything that happened, you end up yeah. going out there trying to make a living, and you're fucked up. Remember, you're raging. You, you, you got PTSD. You, you've never healed. You have PTSD. Shame. You, you want to like trauma. hurt men. You want to hurt men. And I went into like you're I want to hurt men. So you went from let me try to reclaim my sexuality, maybe being more promiscuous than you would recommend, right? And bad boy face beyond. I only respected bad men for some reason that were honest. It was weird. I had like this code because there was, I came from such an evil man that I wanted them to be. Did you ever dance truthful. yourself? Did you dance in the clubs? It's not really. Yeah, but it's not really. Da I, like I told Sam, it's very different again back then. Like the club was there was uh, like couches. everything was for sale. Everything was for sale and it was couches. It was a high end. It with an S that's all I'll say. But like you would like walk around. So you're like wearing your outfit. You know, it's not like I'm swinging on the stage on poles. They had that for the girls who could dance for sure. But it wasn't a very big stage. It was just couches and different rooms like sections and then it was more talking. So I was really good at that. And plus I was a little like, you know, you're a teenager, you're lazy. <laughs> I was like, if I sit there and I milk one all night, use my brain, I always had that gift to give and then flirt. And then I just have to like take my shirt off or something. And that's it. Like, as opposed to running around like a maniac swinging on poles for a dollar. Like I always work smart, not hard. <laughs> and I took that over into sales too in the beauty industry. I was like, let me try for one big sale. Right. Instead of running around for little dollar sales. And seemed to always work. But then I learned to so manipulate men. you go through men. that whole yeah. very vicious cycle. But that's when I learned to manipulate men and see men's dark sides. Then you go into a kind of, I hate all men. I hate them. It was more like I can use them. I want to be powerful over They're them. using us. Let me use them back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is a lot out there. I feel there's a, a lot of women who have been probably in similar situations. Well, one out of four. So, yeah. And then it flips the switch like, you know what? These guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's get them. <laughs> Samantha Hustler. The one that the J-Lo made the movie about. Okay. You consider her a hero? Yes. 100%. Did Alpha? you see the movie? That's if I could go. Yes. If I could get She's back in the strip club the now. She's older. You stick me back in here at 45. I'll run that shit. Yes. Like, I will be the dead That would be her dream. No, I, I'll 
take all the club. You can't when you're. She'll keep them safe. They're she'll keep 16. them happy. And she'll keep I gotta them be honest. With sixteen, a, they don't want forty-five year olds. No, no, I'm saying, but like, what sixteen? What, what she, she did. actually did? Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I respect it. I kind of respect <laughs> because it. because she ran it. She had a nice and hustle. You know what? Like, but you know, what I was just you want to go into that world? You know, that's not all sunshines and rainbows. There, no. You're going in. The men aren't happy either. There's a dark. They're not. No. Of course not. There's a dark energy in there. I'm sorry. I've oh, been there. Of course. It's like extremely. Dark. I would feel sad. One guy cried. Okay. I don't know. I feel like yeah. times are a little bit different. Yeah. Like uh, I love a good strip club. It's different now. They're up there doing like they're up there doing acrobats. Oh, I don't think that they I don't know because I haven't been. Yeah. In a okay. Very well, long I have time. been. Very so let me right tell now. you, it's very shocked. different. Oh, you, sorry. When you took me, yes, I was shocked. They're doing like, acrobats. They're really in. Yeah, very good shape. Like you're not going There's celebrities in there. Yeah, like bills. like I'm sorry, you're, we were sex, just not the right. same. We were pretty sixteen year old girls that would sit there and talk. No, to these old women men are like naked. professional acrobatic swinging from yeah. the rafters. Because if not, I'll go Literally. on OnlyFans. I'll go on a webcam. I don't need to do this. Like right. you know what I mean. So so the girls in the clubs, you better have something else. They want to see performance. Sorry, I hope I didn't hurt you. I've had I've had I've had one very uh, strong woman on my show. Uh, I don't know if you saw that episode. She. She left the job of nursing. She's like, I love doing it. She I has, she has only fans. She's, she's mm -hmm. six figures a month mm -hmm. uh, up to now during pandemic. I told Amy to open an OnlyFans. Six <laughs> she thought I was crazy. I was like, why? Figures. I don't understand. What's so crazy about that? A month. Right, I don't really have maybe you paint. Well, I mean, I don't know. Listen, I'm not trying to push anything. <laughs> but. Well, Patreon is. I my art is nude. So, but I mean, it's it's graphically it's beautiful. Yeah, but I mean, but it's beautiful and, it's and crazy. Yeah, it's like dark. like. There's some dark shit in there. Like it's disturbing. It's definitely there's some triggers. So when there. do you start this activism? I started. Okay. So now what, you went I, through the whole vicious cycle. So I stayed at 16. I went through my Lolita phase. I stayed on my own. And then about my early twenties, I started, I got victimized again. I was almost like gang raped in my apartment. It was bad because they were just following me. It's just, again, the more, and then the more bitch, it was kind of like a bad cycle. Me being a bitch and standing on my own, then getting victimized again for it. And then like men coming at me, they still do. It never ends. You know how I have a response with men. They love or hate me. And it provokes a lot of rage. She even I told did. me one time she got smacked by the bouncer. Yeah, I got smacked in the face. And there was a lot of that going on. Like, I can't explain it. There a lot of power, even within those circles. So a lot of old mobsters or mobster wannabes, like where they go give them Joey the job. I can't do anything and stand at the door and yell at girls. But I was always like kind of prove my power. So I'd always get messed up and reminded by men how much physically stronger they are. And then I started realizing when this bouncer did this to me, I was always late. They loved, they loved humiliation. All these men, all abusers do. They just like, it's part of the like rule or something. So I had to cross these lanes of highways, you know, in New York. So, and I was traveling on fucking buses and stuff. So he would stand at the door. And if you were one second late, you got doctor, you got docked, which would be a pain in the ass. And he had to work anyway. So he would be like this. You're going to be late, bitch. So then I could, so I had a jacket on, I took it off and then I, and all the lanes stopped. <laughs> Fucking highway stopped both sides. Never in New York stopped and let me walk to the club. <laughs> and when I went, I went, and then he goes, and I said, oh, you think you're powerful? I said, that's fucking power. And he just went whack, like right across my face. And I just, and I was like, and I remember going, oh my God, men are so strong. Like. I never pushed a man, like I'm saying, to a point where you punch in, like punching the face. And then I realized like I'm weak. Like even though I'm a big girl, like physically. I'm not. Yeah. I really physically, realized that I did not know that men had that upper body strength of that power. And I remember, you know, the saddest part, the one of the managers that really liked me there, that like I thought he was like favored me. He, he was so upset and I thought he was so upset because I was hurt. And then I found out because I'm so white that he didn't like that. I had a big smack on my face. It made like a hickey mark. So it was more that he marked the merchandise. You know what I mean? My father was big on that too. Don't, don't mark them. Even now I even see that in child trafficking and stuff. They don't want them. They want them clean and they don't want them. And then that was another thing in the clubs. Just be, have perfect skin and be very clean. <laughs> that was like really big. Like you are clean. You know, those girls are clean. Yeah. You are clean. I think all this grooming and all of this extra attention to body made me crazy a little bit <laughs> made you definitely get body dysmorphia all of these things so people think like like sam says like everything's so great or you're so lucky or you like all this attention like there's a big price you get that beauty comes with victimization let me ask you a hard question through all those these difficulties you've been through uh -huh. do you ever think about killing yourself 
No. Because I'm like, fuck you. My brother, and I'm going to say this right now, killing other people for sure. When, I love it. Well, I well, love it. Is saying I'm a psycho that I want to kill people better? I don't know, but I, I, mean, I have the urge very to kill. dark. You don't know. This no, I have the urge. I understand what the I'm urge saying to kill is, someone. I, I just, I, I always believe people should never give up. No matter what. No, no matter what. And my brother one time locked me in a dryer and turned it on for a second. When I tell you fear, like an animal, like shaking, I can't explain when you feel like you're going to be, when it's torture feels like torture feels like you just leave your body and you truly do. There comes a point of pain and mental anguish, anguish when you're hiding it, when you're, when you know, you're going to be like maybe burned alive, you know what I mean? That, and you're trapped in this fucking space, which is another reason I, crazy. I hate, I have cluster confined. Yeah. Oh, just the, the closing of the door. I can't even imagine that. So what had happened was I, with all of my strength, like animal strength and this had a big no joke Adrenaline. locker on door like you know these were g ge electric like don't get out kind of things and i when i tell you i kicked that like you can't imagine that door open and when he came down came back down and he looked at me like you're dead like you just don't give up <gasps> this bitch just don't give up and that that satisfaction i had on his fate on my fate like i liked it and then I think that's where my sadism came from. Like, like, fuck you. I'm not going to die. Like the same with the bouncer. Like if like I've been in situations where girls are like, stop, like you're going to get killed. Like you can't like one night, like attempted mm -hmm. gang rape. I believe I talked my way out of that. It was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Everybody calm down. Whoa. Like, let me not, let me get out of the situation. I talked myself out of it by going to the leader and saying, let's go. So I kind of sold myself to out of that rape which is really probably one of my darkest days. And that's when I was like, I got to get married or I got to get a boyfriend. I, I need a protector. I was like, this is insane. Like, even, I can't even listen, even with a protector. But that's how I got out of it. Like, yeah, Cause no, I had no, a choice. No, no, no. I know what you're and saying. No, but but girls she wants get, the main guy. No, but sh 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 people get shamed for that too. They call it like, well, you did it or you agreed to it. Or like, no, I had a choice. He was either going to be like this violent gang rape or I, or I talked to the leader and I was like, listen, you want it? Let's make a deal. Me and you make it better. But he was horribly and rough and mean to me anyway. But still, it was like you have to, these are these are these are these horrible decisions that we have to make when you are in that world. When you're on your own at 16, you're going to work in unsavory places. You're going to have men take advantage of you. You're going to have to go with older boyfriends. You're going to get. What do you think is going to happen to me? Every time a man attacks me on my feet or for my show, I say, "You, I am what you made me. Oh, I had to fucking survive, and I'm trying to do this on my own." Without a man, like I'm now I'm trying to do it again. I told Sam, I'm, it's almost like I have a do over now, now that I'm divorcing and I'm breaking free of that toxicity. Cause I was also like trapped in marriage right after for a protector. And I married a great protector in the beginning for that reason. But after a while, that's not enough to, I don't need it anymore. I do need it, I guess, but I'm going to try it on my own. The world just doesn't let us. I'm still victimized all the time. It's crazy, crazy. And I'm like, how old do I have to be? <laughs> I had to go to 90. <laughs> then somebody in the nursing home will be doing something. <laughs> with, 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 with the craziness of this world, nothing. So it's just all women. And it isn't, doesn't matter. I mean, it happens to, to boy children. Too. It does. Yeah. Well, no, boys are just as common. Children. I, I put children. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say girls. Uh, when I say child molestation, I put them in. They, they, we've already looked up these Equal. horrible facts. White, what, little young white boys, blue haired, blonde haired, uh, blue eyes. They're the top on the market. They go, they actually go the highest they're like neck and neck with the girl. And the age we found is a uh, 10, nine to yeah. 10 is the biggest because they don't want babies. It's pain in the ass. One of my three around. best friends was a beautiful Italian blue eyed kid who was taking yeah. advantage of. Oh yeah. 100%. Like they love low voice too. That makes no difference. hundred percent. Well, we, we, we knew this, but you know, especially after that session I had with Eric Baum, I mean, it's just, I just think, even that, when she I, spoke think I think the, it's totally even, even when she spoke at the Senate, I mean, what she said was impactful, but before she even went. So you were at the U.S. Senate. Yes. The place where that guy with the two I said yes. even my Senate speech. It was wild. And I tried to put my Senate speech right now on um, Facebook and okay, they, they denied the, me. Gonna, no, they it, denied it. There's no link to no, it? No, I have it all on there. All the ones I sent. They wouldn't let it go through. They wouldn't let it go through. Even on my post right now today that I put on, that I was going on your show and I put my picture. I have all the links of all my speeches and all the thing and they won't. It, um, I went to boost the post and it told me that I'll show it to you. It says, um, rejected, rejected. So I gotta for be political careful with reasons. this episode so yes. it doesn't get, you know, right. and so I want to make sure people can see it. So I might not attach those things to it. Those of you that want to follow, you can just uh, Google Amy, Amy Grandberg. Yeah. Just Google her name and I'll put it right here. 
yeah. and and you can even put in like Huffington Post article or Amy Grenberg in Safe Horizon work. And we can search down here to her social media and then just reach out to her directly. She'll send you. She'll rep- respond back. And and any of the how do I call it the let's say the fluff things that this is advocacy by the way has changed a lot. And that's kind of controversially in itself because I was on the I'm on the speakers bureau with Safe Horizon, which is dissipated now, and they have a, all of these big reigns, Safe Horizon, all of us speakers got taken over. All these corporations came in, and a lot of investment bankers took over at my table and started to take over the companies. Rain Safe oh, Safe Horizon is now owned by all um, they're all investment bankers. And the last speech I did was with Terry Crews. And we were up there and I looked, everyone was gone. All the other girls that I used to speak with, gone. I was the only one left. And I believe that was because I go into the more realm of gala. Like I dress up, I fit within with them. I'm, I'm good. Those guys like you, me, like on those galas. And we make tons and tons of money for them. So it's now it's just become a big business, all celebrity. And then those regular you, spiders. So you feel like through. it's... And my opinion of a lot They're of silencing these, us. Uh, my opinion of a lot of these foundations and stuff mm-hmm. is it's, it's a lot of bullshit. It is bullshit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And all like this nothing's money, actually getting done. Not really. Not when it comes to the only thing I can say why I glommed on with Safe Horizon is not so much now because of the COVID thing and everything. I haven't gotten. We didn't even have anything. Christmas. We had nothing. And they used to just concentrate on the laws, fighting the Victims Act and so on and so on. Now, but they're not. Now they they're split in two. You can't have lobbyists. Right. Where that because that is a huge umbrella in itself. Be with the people that are rehabilitating the victims. It's almost like the one is a big like like the, anybody who's running these lobbying committees like um, Andrew Vox, who's an amazing lawyer who has a whole foundation on how to make a bill and how to go fight it. And it's like step by step civics 101. He's not running the trauma unit. Like Safe Horizon, right. you can't. They put everything in one stop shop. Oh, it's the Speaker's Bureau. It's the trauma center. You're lobbyists. You're changing laws. You're doing PR. Like, how can that be effective? We can't, we're super focused and how it's hard to be effective and have six shows backs. You know what I mean? You got to stick to one. So that's, that's what, that's why they're ineffective. So yes, they towed us out and we do, we did those two laws were changed, but they were changed because of diehard women who wrote them. Like Erin Moran, that was her bill. The, the people who change our laws are pissed off victims, mothers whose kids are dead. They just they can't get they can't move forward. Anybody who's changed laws in this country has been a brokenhearted mother mostly. Who just won't stop fighting. She just won't mm-hmm. stop. Her kid's dead. She doesn't care. Like Megan's law. She does yeah, she doesn't care. She has nothing to live for. This is her cause. And they change laws. And it's it's just that easy and it's just that hard. So now so now we also trigger a lot of people because Sam and I are very we're trying this is nothing we have to talk about. We're trying to change and activism on Staten Island, grassroots. And when you call people out on the truth right there. They don't it's, like it. So when we do that, we make those comfortable, uncomfortable things. And then their kids come forward. You're bringing them out of the shadows. Yeah. We have yeah. a lot of dirt on people. And they don't like that. It's evil dirt. That's the word. Like, you know what I mean? They think it's evil. I don't. I think it's freeing in your but child. They're is, so scared. But they're, they're so scared. scared. So like, so say, like I said, all, is it, all it took was one rich mom's daughter to come forward to blow up an entire group to never speak to me again because of the fear of that. I'll be associated. They're in my house. What's going like? It's just the shame and fear. The higher you go, gets worse. Meanwhile, then what happens to these like young teenage boys who maybe aren't even acting in like a deviant way, right? right? And just nobody is like guiding them and telling them like this is not how you treat a, a woman. woman, right? They're seeing porn. They're seeing all right. these different things that are leading them to believe that this is how we treat. Average age for porn to be viewed eight. Right. I'm sorry. Eight years Eight old years the, old. now. They have a they have a camera. It's true. They have a phone. It's true. They have complete access. My 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 TJ. If he Googles, and they also yes. when when you're in the upper echelon of like even Staten Island, the parents aren't there. Not, not there. there to, they go away all weekend to tell them this is not how you treat a woman. I asked one of the girls, why do you not want to tell your parents? And she was very close to her parents and loving and privileged and everything you can imagine. You know what she said? They're teenagers. Remember, if they tell my parents, A, my dad will look at me in shame. And she had like, that's her daddy. She'll never have and, and, yeah, the like, I didn't have a dad like that. I can imagine what it would be like. And then then that's number one. And then the number two is she said she didn't want to use, lose access to her house. They give her a free house on the weekends. They go on their boats. They have all, these are older people in their forties, some in fifties, and they have these teenagers and they let them run amok. That's how trafficking happens. It's just like, you know, it's just, it, people just don't see how simple it is. Or girls that, like I said, when you're 16, nobody said, where's Amy going to go? 
Like, why is she such a rebel? I remember like all the neighbors and stuff like she's just crazy. That one. She's just so wild. Like, no, I'm not wild. Nobody wants to move out at 16. I really don't. <laughs> you, you're doing it because you have to. I left with a garbage bag. Same. <laughs> and then Sam and I get, um, we, we sometimes, I want to say judgy, but I get a little bit, I don't know if it's jealous of the privilege. Oh, I'm definitely jealous. I'm jealous of people who like who, so we look, we, we're, we're harsh. We were harsh on our students because we were always um, beauty school teachers and we're harsh on people that are uh, not harsh, like just appreciate what you have. <laughs> like most of them don't. When, I, when somebody gets handed an education or two loving parents or just the fact to just to, uh, Or even just one loving parent. Let's one. start there, just one. A cousin. Who's like willing to support you in any capacity. So we try to break it down to people like to, to, that, to that level. So I want to just, I just want to change what people, what it looks like. What, no, to show people what it really looks like. And, and it is hard. Like I do have one woman that we're becoming friends with online. I don't want to say her name, but she said- she's thinking about doing this in her group, like becoming, she's has tons of friends and she's feeling false. She says she feels has, she has to call out all this hypocrisy. And she said, um, how do you feel? Is it great? And I said, yeah, I sleep wonderful at night. We sleep like babies, but you will lose people. You will have very little group. I'm sure. If you're really authentic, your group is small. It's not it's like, my, my, oh no, I got an arm. Yeah. No, there, but you but, know what I mean? Like, like my soldiers, so very small. That's what it is. No, those die like die hard, really understand your depth of you, you know? So we, we show that's rare, but I did, I tell her it's going to be a, it's going to be a price, but if we all start to do it, wake each other up, you know? And then I don't think I started reclaiming power though. And speaking out until I had my children, then I had my son. And then I don't know what happened. So let's talk about that. Yeah. It was the physicality of it, I think. Pain. How many children do you have? I have two. I have two older stepchildren, and then I have two biological children. Okay. How old are the children that you actually gave birth to? Ten and five. With everything you've been through. Mm -hmm. And they're boys. (laughs) Are you like ultra protective over them? Like, do you feel like- No. Complete opposite. One of the rules I I fought so hard for was to teach body safety, and Sam's a big one on this too, autonomy. I think a lot of parents who were on their own early were survivors. We want our kids equipped. I'm not preparing them for the world I wish it to be. I'm preparing for the world it fucking is. Right. And I'm sending out little soldiers. Her son's on the buses. He's independent. Her daughter goes door to door walking around. I dare you to try to mess with them. I dare you to try to mess with my <laughs> it's son. true. He will punch you. In. Like he, I teach them. We teach them body safety. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to equip them for worlds. I've God literally been I telling my daughter what since she's... I've literally oh, been telling my daughter... <laughs> Sorry. I've literally been telling my daughter since she's two, nobody touches you here. Nobody touches you here. Nobody touches you here. And people would be like, that's crazy. That no, you're it's da- not crazy. No, it's not crazy. I agree with that, you know actually. What? I've had those talks with my kids. Yeah. But not, a, not as much as I should, though. Yeah. I, I say it, but, but I think at their like age, you got to like literally embed it into their brains. You have to. That's why I started so young. And because I be, wanted it to be like a yes. normal thing that we discussed. Yes. I like I noticed like my, my little thing. one was kind of like, you know, touching this thing and this and that. And I'm like, okay, that's a warning sign right away. But I know he hasn't been anywhere. Like, it's no. It's not a warning sign. It's totally natural to touch yourself. But then I read up on it that it's they totally do, natural. they explore. Like, this, yes. oh, what's this thing? You know, like, so I get Especially it. Especially boys. But and, still, and, 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 I, I was paying, I was, you know, because I heard what Eric told me. Mm-hmm. Specialists. And mm-hmm. prosecute these crimes. And, you know, he, this, yeah, I can tell he has PTSD. In my opinion. I'm not a shrink. Could you imagine? But. I think that's got to make your, your 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 heart rock cold because you've seen the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. You've seen thousands and thousands of crimes. Yeah, but that's what doesn't piss me off. The people piss me off is the enablers. I swear to God, they're worse to me. The, 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 put it this way: the person that's doing it is either evil, where they have no conscience, right? Or mentally ill, right? Or mentally ill. So they're one of the two. I'm not getting anywhere or with those themselves. two. Mm, no, not no? Really. a no, lot of times they're abused themselves. They are. They, but, yeah, they but, are. <laughs> if we look at it statistically. Yes, they but, are. Yes, but that's not the, but if you really want to know the cure, it's to study the people that don't victimize, which is the majority that don't, because then everybody would be running around, my God, hurting each other. The, the difference with them is they have the, the little gene in them that ignites, like my brother. Remember that we're a case study. Perf, that's why they were so fascinated us with in Safe Horizon. You have me, who like knew from early on this is wrong. The brother turned into a sadist and an abuser. And then the other can't face it. You know what I mean? So you have like the three, why did three children in the same circumstance have such different out? So my brother had some other thing, aside from being a male maybe, but like some other component, um, whether that was narcissism or lack of empathy or some type of sadist that ignited 
with the abuse. And who knows what happened to him? He was eight years old. Oh no, he's still. He's. I'm sure he's abusing well, now. Wasn't he abused no. by a neighbor? Yes, and then he was abused by a neighbor, and then it, it just perpetuates on and on. What I'm yeah. saying is, there was an eight year gap there, and yeah. you were like. He was going to town on him, I'm sure, before me. Like eight years old. That's a really big head start that he's the oh, only yeah. child. So God knows what happened. No, I was brought into a den of two predators from birth. And people don't get that do what that does feel, to a baby. Do you feel like you're always in this? As, as bad as some of the stuff that he did to you. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that he definitely, like, because of what, who raised him and happened? I mean, does that ever say where you look at, like, his beginning was destroyed? That leads you on a horrible trajectory. No, because I didn't do that. But not everybody's like you or as strong as you. Sorry, it doesn't matter. No, no, not everybody's no evil's a choice. It's not about strength. Evil is a choice. But what does an eight year old know about life, man? You you know when the girls. But I'm not justifying. I'm just no, giving no. the other. When when someone is there's a difference. That when someone doesn't know, truthfully, I've seen this in case like like if someone doesn't know and he's just perpetuating what's been done to him and he rapes another like toddler like a nine year old and goes oh my god no that's what i was supposed to be doing that's love that's way the way it is as opposed to a sadist See, my brother was different my father was a molester my brother is a sadist he enjoyed the pain and the hurting so it didn't really matter his sexual gratification came from hurting killing animals hurting you beating you it was it was that's where it was more of an one evil. thanksgiving they had a dog and they just killed the dog Choked and it. then just sat down for thanksgiving like, come on we gotta eat they didn't eat the dog. No, okay. it was just the dog was annoying. It was always annoying. This little dog, this little in your house. Yeah, no, my aunt's house, and it was this my and it bit my it like nipped went to nip at my grandmother. My he just picked it up, just like hung it. It's fucking. <laughs> and it was just like, and then they just sat down to eat dinner. Like stop! Like it's just so so anything could. You be. remember seeing that? Yeah, and I, I remember not caring that much. I try, I had, she has like a thing with animals. No, I had to like, she has no ties from the animal. Because, she has no attachment to animals. Cause my heart was always so broken by them that they, we cause a lot of abusers and a lot of They'll times use that they, against they them. use them against them. They give you puppies, they give you kittens and you can be tortured. First of all, it's a win-win for them. They could torture the dog and you, and then they could use the dog as your torture. And then they could take it away as a punishment and they could hurt it as a punishment. I remember one time we would hide in the closet and I would, and the dog would hide in there with me. <laughs> He's like, I would turn around. Dog was like, get out! This is my spot. Like, Fuck out of here. It <laughs> <laughs> was terrible for laughing, but that but is no, funny. no. I'm the just saying, like, that's how bad it was. Yeah, uh, this is the one perk about having a shitty life when you're little, or is that we, if you could be positive, which is funny because I was always still a happy personality, which is weird, is that um, you kind of you super appreciate when things are going good, even if it's for a minute. Like, like, say you're all being abused outside or something. And somebody brings lollipops. It's like we got lollipops. <laughs> like, like something fucking good happened today. That wasn't horrible. Like, so like you would look for a shred of like something today. Goodness, please. So, I, and I still try to do that in my life. So even if it's going horrible, because I'm in a very bad situation right now, toxic at home. I have a fucking stalker. It's really not good. But I try to like look at like I'm gonna hang out with Sam. Or I'm gonna go out tonight. So it's made me like live in the moment. When you're homeless. I'm saying I've been there <laughs> when you have a bed. Oh God, that bed feels good. <laughs> and you've had nothing, you know, I get it. I, I get, get it. it. Trust me. I and I value my things. That's why I'm like that with Sam. I'm always get, I get weird with people. Like you're just going to leave your shit there. <laughs> like, like I care about my stuff. Like I care. Cause when you, when you, when you don't have a house or you like living on somebody's but technically I'm just leaving it at your house. Yeah. She doesn't care. No, she <laughs> trusts not, my area. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, like leaving it at some so random. What I want to close this sure. episode out with. You've been through all of this. <laughs> and it's not an easy thing to go through. There's many women who don't make it through it alive. Whether it's they end up getting abused to death mm -hmm. or they take their own lives. And that's a very big side effect of this. And I think I, I'm going to guess, I'm not going to seek from all the ones that I've met. And this is where up in the hundreds and hundreds. So what I can say is when they want to kill, anytime I did feel like, I want to not die. Like, like I depressed. cannot yeah. live with that. I want to move away or whatever. It became because I was not in the right groups. So if you want to keep staying in that toxicity where everybody's going to tell you you're crazy and all that, that's what makes them kill themselves. It's not reaching out. You almost have and to please, break away. If you have any type of thoughts, please call. Find them. other girls like yeah. got like who are, who are there. No, and your people own, like, should people. always have the appropriate response. Yeah. If somebody comes Outrage to you and they tell you that they've been abused or raped or any, any of the things that we discussed today, the appropriate response is to be angry, angry for them, angry at their abusers, anger. Anger is yeah, the only like, appropriate response. And unfortunately, that is not the response that most of them get. 
what advice do you have to someone that maybe God forbid is going through this right now and they're scared and they're stuck in a situation, whether it's home or a work related, whatever the case may be, they're being abused mm -hmm. both physically and mentally. What would you recommend for them to do if they're scared? They're just terrified. They don't know what to do. Like they just want it to stop. And their children like underage or just anybody that might understand this conversation. You have to look for the helpers that, that, that you got to reach out. You have to, there's somebody else that is in your group that will help. And, and, and how do I say it? Be protective of who you share your story with. I hate when people like assume like, well, like if people are nervous to hang out with me or be on like, they'll be like, Oh, you're not going to like talk about your story now. Like, do you think I like want to go around talking about my story at a cocktail party? Like, no. no, I don't. So, so it's a privilege if I share it. So don't think it's that every years. Right. So don't think like everybody wants to like, Go around. They'll. You can feel those people out. So, yeah. do you so, remember the first time you shared this story, your story, what it was like? I think it was with Sam. Mm. I think it was Sam because Sam, Sam knew something was wrong with me right away. Yeah. Sam, what was that like when she told you? It wasn't my first time at that rodeo, unfortunately. No, I know, but just yeah. how was her response? I, I mean, her telling me her story was like, I knew it. The yeah, I wasn't even shocked. You knew before you even spoke to her? Did you tell? Was there warning signs to you? Yeah, she was. Say it. She was damaged goods. And it was clear. The, 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 in a way that, but you have to tell them, see, where, where other people who weren't in tune wouldn't see as much as she. There was a like, little yeah. dynamic that went mm -hmm. on with her and her husband that was, at first I was like, oh, he's so like chivalrous. And then after that, I was like, no, it's not really chivalry. And like her being the glamazon that she is, there was just a certain expectation that I had of her with her persona that was not, it was weird. She was like a Stepford wife. You know what I mean? Like a shell. Surface. Yeah. Very surface, like a Easter shell bunny. of a person. An Easter yeah. bunny chocolate. These are, yeah. Beautiful on the outside. But something's... She could feel it. Holding back. Yeah. Something holding inside back. is just... So when she finally did tell me, I was just kind of like, oh, thank God you told me. It's like, yeah, it's I've bad. been waiting. I've been waiting for you. Yeah. Waiting for you. And, and anybody else who's either been victimized or like, so when, so look for the people that are kind of, how do I say, they'll ask you the questions. If somebody really like... They're constantly afraid that they're hurting your feelings or yes. doing something wrong. They don't want you to ever be mad at them. They... Don't want you to leave angry. Yes. Like all Very those much signs. pleasers. And, and those are the people that are abused and they're just being like, how do I, that's why I call my workshop. That's another workshop called abuse etiquette because you just feel like, I don't want to be rude with my abuse. I don't want to make people Are there any groups or resources that you recommend that they can reach out to? If Aside from getting me to get a, some workshops going, no, honestly, you're going to have to go for now because of where we, the world we live in right now, everything's been Pandemic canceled. You're going to have to go onto those chat rooms, the private survivor chat rooms. There's a couple like, you know, can they reach out on their, on to you? If someone's listening to this, they just want to ask you questions and they need help through social media. Can they? Yeah, they can. I would have them go on alphas unite Inc at gmail.com right on our alphas page. We'll go every week. No, I'm going to have yeah. it. It's going to be yeah, in the yeah, description yeah. below. Yeah. yeah. So they can click on the link no. below and, and yeah. write you an email. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We've and had people do it. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's mostly about, and we are not professionals, but we do. And, and consult a professional too, if you can, and you yeah. can feel safe enough. But sometimes it's just nice to get, like just to say it out loud, if you've been holding on to it and it's a lot of survivors, you've never said it out loud. Sometimes it's nice to just let it out. It doesn't matter if it's a professional or not. We can't solve your problems. Nobody can, but you, but you know, but, but it is nice to just yes. get it out to somebody that, you know, that's going to hold that space for you and be with you. And yeah. And this group, you started the alphas. The alphas morphed because I was just on the verge of opening like finally getting funding, getting somewhere on Staten Island, fighting all these officials to just give me a scrap. And it wasn't going to be like this big, you know, huge, but like enough that I could do these life skills classes for, because I was going to get a grant through survivors and, and that we were going to teach actual skills to the, you know. So you're you. still trying to funnel this and fight back. Yes, but help. Right. But then COVID came. So we were right on that verge. And then I lost my mind. I was like, oh my God, I'm a public speaker. That's canceled. Public events, cancels. Everything cancels. How am I going to be like, you I say was, the wrong thing. Cancel. Canceled. So yeah. then I said, I, yeah. then I just went full bitch. So I went like, I took all that survivor workshop and I just went full out. Like, you know what? I'm going to be completely authentic. Forget now everything. Like I'm going to go authentic in everything. My marriage, my friendships, my life, the whole thing. And truthfully, I know we we're wrapping on time, but that's spawning off into other victimizations that we're both experiencing. Yeah. The prices we pay. And we're talking about 
close like friendships. Currently, yeah. Currently. And Sam, too, that putting your neck out there. So I wish... It was different, and I know you're going to take offense to this as a guy, but it is different because we're in the arena now. We're talking to all these other podcast guys and stars of their shows, and they're not getting that victimization that we get. It, they just don't. No. I w- you don't have men coming to your house. You're allowed to have your opinions. Like, like where I mean, I've had, you know, some, some nuts. Listen, no, mm-hmm. they're out there. Mm-hmm. Danger is always going to be out there. It's just, you know. I'm willing to die for my protection. My faith. If everybody wants to go down that road, you're more than welcome to. Right. And if anything happens to me. That's what we're doing as alpha bitches. And we're going to rally and unite everyone. That's what yeah. we're here for. Men and women. I need the guys. I need family. you. And we all talk and we live by a certain set of principles. So. And Beck, to- you know why I'm really here? Because you was an alpha male and on your show is because I'm trying to reach out to all your guys out there as protectors. We need you. I'm not saying I don't want you as a feminist and I'm not saying this. I'm in that stage anymore. Super important. I truly have come to awakening that I need you. We need the good men, those good protectors. I'm going to cry thinking about it to come forward. That's why we want to reunite alpha and men. And be angry that this is happening they, to the old school. They used to kick people. his ass. They used to be yeah. able to beat him up. The alphas would take him there. The alphas man would take him in the back. I just wanted to say to my husband, like, just get you and a group of guys and just take care of it. In a coma is what they would do. I put something about my stalker. I like it. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to come to my house and beat up my stalker. They, they, so these men are out there, you protectors. They're just, their hands are tied. So now, now the law is fucked up and our hands are tied. But if I get these guys to rally and we do another big, when we are allowed out or we do, we, I rally them together, that can pull weight. And then when we go in front of a DA event and I got 40 alpha men standing back, just your presence alone. One of the events, and I have to leave on, like at the DA events, they spoke over me and Sam knows this misogynist male club that runs Staten Island. She's experiencing some of it. And literally... When I tell you, they were screaming over me, not allowed to speak. And I was not talking about a boring subject, nor did I look bad. Like, there's no reason to not be looking. And I tell you that I had a group of alphas in the back, told them to shut up and let her speak. And when they said that, that group of men, the whole room was silenced. Everybody shut up. So I need you. I need the ones to say, like, listen, she's talking about saving kids here. You even back even we threw I threw him into so to the last minute on this. Even like you were like, all right, so we're talking about abuse here. I'm going to help. And so I appreciate it. And I, I need your alpha men and your influence to just like help us, protect us against these. Believe me, there's so many people men. that want to help. We just don't know what the. F- exactly. And we're going to, we're going to show you what to do. <laughs> just unite with us and we'll, we'll let you know. They asking there's, been a, there's been a strong push into this arena. Let's not get into it for other reasons. Cause Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you already know uh-huh. you got it, but there's been a, an awakening in, mm. in this country, at least Absolutely. for now. Yes. Hopefully the pressure stays on. People want answers, especially after that famous guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? That, and they're realizing, uh, yeah, it could be yeah. anybody. Yeah. It's I mean, look at, look at the level that it was going at. And it's, mm-hmm. it's disgusting that the world doesn't know about what happened there. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me these crazy things that happened there? You, everyone knows who we're talking about. We don't have to mention the name. Yeah. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, That's at the yeah. highest level. Period. And I, like I said, men, when they ask me, what do you need? I'm like, Sam and I, like, if we do a rally, you know, like, these, like, just come support. These, uh, just stand there. Just be there. Just be there. Have looking our back. Tough. Almost like be looking tough. Like almost be like our male bodyguards. Male, super male alpha, you're just sometimes quiet and stoic. Like a Marine. They just, their presence alone on Staten Island, standing in the back, is enough to intimidate people. all of those misogynist men that are afraid and weak. These are not the strong alphas. Strong alphas want to kick their asses. Strong alphas, like you said, want to protect their homes. These are the guns, the lobbyists. These are the guys that are like, those are the men I'm looking for. But the only, this is my problem. And I'll, this is what they tell me. Why do they not come forward? I've asked all the men, even in our life, that are protectors. You know what they say? I'm too busy protecting my own. Mm. And I understand that. But somebody's got to stay. Someone has to not do that. One time I had somebody being very disrespectful to me and her husband stuck up. Remember? Yeah. And she was, he was like, you will not speak to your wife like that. And I remember my husband was, was shocked. He was so appalled that somebody yeah. corrected him. And he was like, I, he goes, who do you think you are? I'll do what I want. He go, and, and this friend said, no, you won't. She's just Not a woman in general. And in, in my presence, you won't disrespect her. I thought that was so cool. So <laughs> chivalrous. And he was so, you know, calm and classy about it even. Like we also has two daughters. Correct. And what, so that, what I'm saying is anytime a, a stoic, powerful alpha male has stepped forward to help me, it has made major differences that whether that be in the clubs, whether that be saving me from abuse. So I'm looking, I'm begging for them. That's why we're feminists. We love men. We just love those men, not the ones hurting us. 
But I believe they're hurting us more because the strong men can't come forward. They're not allowed. It's not done. They didn't have to have all these laws. I mean, back then they could, you could take uncle Chester in the back and he didn't walk again. <laughs> it was taken care of like yeah, it's like certain countries that they just you know literally take care of it he's just they just take care of it they stone him to death <laughs> yeah slowly let's bring that back <laughs> amy we're gonna put yes. up all your handles here you and sam <sighs> we we, we can, um, celebrate you for being as strong as you both are and working towards helping a lot of people we hope and we know what you shared with us tonight is not easy we didn't even scratch the surface and can I say too to my yeah. best friend here that I like I'm gonna cry and like yeah. no I I just have to look at her like for truth you know Sam you've always been there like every fucking thing like everyone oh you're gonna every, make me cry here we go every <laughs> meaning no every single time like no, I know. I she's that like, sister. Go, she's no one wanted to go with me to the Senate like it's extremely stressful yeah. like and standing in a gala in front of 1500 people. Oh my God. My and you were literally was. in the Capitol building where the yes. riots happened. Yeah, like, God, yes, yeah. it was crazy. A like, man, I, a man, I have to share this. I was this. the only girl, I think, a too. Man, yes, it was mostly men. And a man literally right. flew in from Hong Kong, was on an 18 hour flight to be there to speak at that Senate, the same Senate thing that she spoke at. And it was crazy. He talked about the poly prep sec rings, that, was my sex first rings that were going on. And it was the first time that she ever spoke about it. I figured I just Open jumped line. right into the fucking fire, you know? It was crazy. <laughs> Instead yeah, of like, listen, it was crazy. Don't do any little shit. You just go right in. in. Crazy. <laughs> I stepped you into stepped shit. into like literally the heart of this entire nation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Which has like led to all hell these last couple of weeks, by the way. Right. right. And it's hard to see because nobody wants to read that shit because you go on there it's like an 18 page of fucking assembly that's what they do to so people so what people gotta do is just google your name the transcripts come up yeah if you, if you google Amy Granberg Senate her speech was but super I, but impactful. Sam I just she's the one that was my, my I first can't wait. time I told you to the last time so she's here now I mean Sam has so much going on in the victimization from doing this show too and she stands true and now I think we're gonna go we're, we're going full out <laughs> full out we're gonna each week too we're gonna have another strong alpha bitch or alpha male and we're going to unite us all. So that's another exciting thing coming up. That's how we're going to help too. And just make sure you like yeah. use the other platforms that won't. We are. Like, you are you right. Know, we are looking. Yes. We're right. into it. We're keeping the Facebook <laughs> because we have B. to. Because we have to. Like it's like the public commercial. I call it like channel four. Yeah. And we have to. We all have it. And we have to be okay on that. And I'm going to figure out ways around it. Like how it's stern. And find out cute ways to say like pussy, pussy meow. Like <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way around it if I have to. I can. We can. We can do we're it. We're going to rally. But I, we are going to go to these free platforms. It's like even with art, you know. And get on Clubhouse, too. Amazing. I already voice, downloaded your it. Your voice will go across the world. Yes. And no, you have no idea. Dude. What I've experienced in. in the last six <laughs> days. Alpha Sammy, I'm on there. Is insane on there. Insane. So get on there because your voice is going to go far on there. Trust me. But thank, thank you, you for taking the ride with me, girl, and staying with me forever. She's forever, so she's never going anywhere. I'll get new. I'll get others. Just so she has to, so she'll never have to like do physical work. But she's never leaving. I'm gonna kill her. I'll stalk her. <laughs> I love folks. Yes. She's proof. She shared some very difficult things to talk about. Hurt by the people closest to her. She fights to this day. Die fight. She's proof that no matter what you've been through in this life. As long as you have air in those lungs, you can always make a comeback. Comeback. <laughs> this is Beck Lover with the Alphas. Check out the information down below. And remember, there's people all around you that are in these positions. They're being hurt and they don't have any attention. Ask mm -hmm. people, are you OK? Is there anything you want to talk about? I mean, not just any stranger, because that might ask, be creepy. Ask, keep asking. But ask people that you suspect may be in these situations. You might be the only one that can help them. This is Beck Lover, and we'll see you next time on The Comeback Team. Beck Lover.